0: I'm definitely the energy nerd when I go
1: to my friend's house. Yeah, you're out there doing audits for him right there. (laughs) Hello and welcome to season three of the Power for Your Life podcast, where we talk about staying safe around electricity, how to save money using energy efficiency, and the value of your cooperative membership. I'm your host, Harrison Waters, and we have started the season off right with our guest Nick Saner from Southwest Electric Cooperative. He's here to tell us uh, why our electric bill is higher in the winter and some tips on how to keep your heat in and the nasty cold outside. Take a listen. All right, Nick, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, what co-op, and, and kind of your, your job role. Sure. Uh, Nick Saner.
0: Um, I work at Southwest Electric Cooperative. We're, we're just north of Springfield, and we serve all the way from basically Springfield to like Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, my role there—I've uh, been there for a little over 12 years. I handle our energy efficiency. I handle a lot of our communications to our members, and then uh, also some economic
1: development as well. Okay, so mixed bag of doing a little bit of everything there. That's it. Awesome. Okay, well today that that topic is energy efficiency. Um, you know, we we had just completed our winter. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Um, you know, but. I'm sure you get questions, people asking, why does my bill go up in the winter? Why, why do they pay more for it? What's, what's the quickest way to just say, absolutely. This yeah. is the reason why
0: is there any, you are right. We get those questions often. Um, and the kind of the easiest way to, to get your head around it, because a lot of people will say, well, listen, I haven't changed anything. You know, I haven't changed my heating. I haven't turned it way up when it got cold. I keep it, my house, the same temperature, you know, year round, um, the easiest way to to explain that um, is that obviously as the temperature drops outside, you know, your house uh, is losing heat faster. And so your heating system has to work harder. And so the more cold days you have, the, the colder it gets, uh, you're going to see a rise in energy. And that that is across the board, whether you're heating with electricity, with, with natural gas or propane or wood, It's going to use more of that energy. And so, uh, you know, it's cross the board. It's not just like on your electric bill, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things was recognizing that in the summer, you know, it's 90 degrees outside. You want your house to be 70. There's a 20 degree difference. Yeah, yeah. But it's zero degrees and you want it to be 70. How much work does your your HVAC have to do to make up for, you know, zero degrees outside? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that's a great way to explain it as well. So, uh, you know, yeah,
0: I mean, your air conditioner is only having to bring your house down 20 degrees from what the temperature is outside if it's 90 and you want it to be 70. Well, then if it's zero degrees outside, you're, it has to, you know, bring the temperature in your house up 70 degrees. So... In theory, I mean, that's more than three times the amount of work it has to do when you contrast it to the air conditioning side. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that is one one question we get a lot, too, is just not understanding why, you know, the heating
1: bill is so much more than the air conditioning bill. And that's, that's the best way I know to describe that, yeah. I think the other thing, too, is I often get off work and I get home. It's already starting to get dark outside. In the summer, it's not the case. I've got, like, two or three hours to run around and play with my kids. So you know you get home you're flipping on lights earlier you're indoors more because it's cold Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many especially now how many devices are we you know i'm sure multiple people have extra fridges in their garage and if you know a freezer out there and they've got gaming consoles so i'm sure that doesn't doesn't help in the winter time does it
0: no uh you know what we we see a lot when people will upgrade their their old refrigerator in their kitchen to a new Energy Star one, they take the old one and put it in the garage, and it comes there, you know, their, their beer fridge or their extra fruit food fridge, and so you're actually not helping; you're actually adding uh, more energy usage when you do that. But and you're right, everything we use today seems to need to plug in or charge in some way, shape, or form, and so. Yeah, uh, overall we're just getting more and more
1: energy usage. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Is that you said you get this brand new energy efficient fridge? You're bragging to your friends. It just it uses half the energy, but the other one's plugged in the garage. To your point, it's a uh, uh, it's probably. I think whenever I go to friends' houses and see the fridges out there, it's hard for me not to be like, Hey, hold on, you shouldn't have three fridges out here. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm definitely the energy nerd when I go to my friends' house. Yeah, you're out there doing audits <laughs> for them right there. Yeah. Huh? Um speaking of that, like how are some ways what should what should uh, our members look for in regards to, you know, quick or simple ways to find ways to reduce their bill in, in the winter?
0: So yeah, um the easiest way Really, especially for someone that, you know, you just don't know a lot about this. You don't know a lot about saving energy or energy efficiency, and you don't want to take all this time to go online and try to research it all yourself. easiest way I know and the just the simplest way for our members uh, to start figuring out what they need to do to make their house as energy efficient as possible is to have a home energy audit done and uh, most of, if not all, of the electric cooperatives in the associated system do the home energy audit program. Um, that is an awesome program. Uh, it uh, First of all, on the upfront cost, uh, we do a cost share with our members, um, and most, most uh, electric cooperatives offer it for a reduced price. Um, so that's a great upfront advantage of having it done. And then the we, we contract those out with uh, certified energy auditors. They're certified with the state of Missouri. They'll come out on site, and do a full inspection of the house, kind of a head-to-toe inspection, if you will. Get up in the attic, check it all out. Obviously, check out the main levels of the house. Uh, if you have a crawl space, get down in there, check all your duct work, check for any energy efficiency opportunities in there, and check your heating and cooling system, your duct work again, uh, for how leaky it is. Um, look for... Uh, attic uh, insulation levels in your attic uh, same thing in, in your crawl space if applicable or basement you'd be surprised how many basements don't have any insulation as well but um, so once they've completed the audit they also uh, they also when they're on site they do what's called a blower door test and this is this is how they measure the, how leaky the home is in other words by leaky how much air flow is it just freely flowing through it. And that is air air that you've paid to heat or cool. And it's just leaving the house. And so, um, they're going to try to locate all those places of air leakage for you. And then once they've completed the audit, they will provide you with a full list of recommended measures to do to your house. Um, thing I like about how they structure that list is it's in order of the most cost-effective thing. So the first item is going to pay you back the quickest. The second would, you know, and, and down the line. Um, so it's uh, it's been a great program. We've done it for many, many years. Uh, we've we've had a lot of members take advantage of that. Um, but the really cool thing about it is, we will electric cooperatives will provide you with a rebate for completing the measures that the auditor recommended. Um, it's like, so it's it's a 50% of the cost of the measures you've done. Of course, it's it's capped at a maximum rebate, but still, you're going to get a big chunk back from us for actually completing those. And then, really, the, the the true payback is when for the life of your home. From that point on, your house is going to be basically as efficient as you can get. And so, to kind of wrap it all up, again, that is going to be like the easiest way for our members to not have to do all this work, try to figure out all this stuff on your own, to have this have this basically handed to you, hey, here is exactly what you need to do, and uh, that'll make your house about as efficient as you can get it. Right. Um, in addition to that, of course, um, contact your local electric cooperative. Uh, they're going to have people just like me on staff that's going to help help walk you through all those recommended measures or just if you, for some reason, do not want to have an energy audit done, we're going to be able to help
1: talk you through some of the things you can do, yeah, and I will say. So I'm an Ozark Electric member, and I I had my my house. Uh, I got the home energy audit, and I tagged along because I'm I like energy efficiency as well. And uh, he did the blower door test on my my home and. Quickly, you hear like a whistle sound coming out of like my bas- master bathroom area. And I go like, go down the hallway and hear it and it's whistling. I mean, it sounds, you know, pretty evident. And I look down there and where the jacuzzi tub was put in, there was a softball size hole of where they cut for the pipes. But the two pipes didn't fill up very much space at all. And so I realized I, you know, even in zero degrees winters, I was I was just cooling, cooling my bathroom. And that's, that was a dead giveaway there. So I actually, because of that audit discovered that gap, which it, you know, air is going to find its way. So I, instead of having 70 plus degree temperatures in my bathroom, I was letting in zero degrees. So yeah, that was a, an enormous, enormous eye opener for that. So um,
0: yeah, that's a, that's a very, very common thing that is found on these energy audits um, and it's understandable. Uh, it's, it's just much easier to install the plumbing for your tubs, uh, when they just cut a big hole in the, in the floor and can run those pipes through there real easily. Problem is that's okay to do that, but the problem is usually it is not sealed back up. And so, yeah, you just got the air just free flowing through that. And in addition to, uh, losing uh you know the heat in your house you lose heat in your tub when you're taking a taking a bath you
1: know so um you got cold air coming right underneath the tub so anyway is there any other i know like for me you know i i have space heaters in the home and of course i like try and pay attention like how much we're using them it's like okay i can quickly heat up this room for an hour or something like that but what i found was you know like electric blankets they're pretty efficient. Like when you look at the wattage of using that versus space heaters, like get that warmth right on you, and it, it can it can make you toasty pretty quick. I've I've told you know people if you could come across something like that versus heating a whole room. And I'm sure people misuse space heaters for 15 hours or something like that. Um, but I'm just trying to think of other quick tips. Certainly the the home energy audit will you know uncover all those other areas. What about just I don't know, staying warm in the winter. What's the fastest ways or, you know, some easy ways to to do that? Absolutely. Um, So there's there's quite a few things, uh, but some of the most common one
0: is, uh, first of all, quit running around the house with shorts and cut off (laughs) T-shirt and no socks on. Um, You know, I tell my kids all the time, just put on some socks, you know. Um, So that's really, that's a free way to warm yourself up, you know, put some sweats on. Uh, But I would like to touch on the space heater, um, you know, electric space heater uh, deal that you had brought up. Um, You know, yeah, that's, they are intended to be more of a quick supplemental heat for uh, a room that you're just going to be in for a little bit. Um, They're definitely not intended to be your full-time heat source for the house. They, um, can cost you basically anywhere depending upon you know your uh your rate that you're paying you're going to be looking at between uh 90 to a, more than 100 dollars a month if it was running you know 24 hours a day for an entire month uh, for one uh, electric space heater so uh, yeah so if if you're running your main system that whole time and you're still running electric space heaters, you can see how quickly they can add up to your normal bill. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend that, that you try to find something else for your full-time main heating source other than uh, electric space heaters. But going back to the example you said, you know, those electric blankets are great uh, because it's going to warm you up, but you're not wasting a much of energy trying to warm up an entire room when really what we're trying to do is warm ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that was a great point. Uh, the other thing uh, is to look for, uh, honestly, it's uh, it's it's not thought of very much, but uh, windows. Just simply making sure that they're all closed and locked. Uh, a lot of times we just forget to lock them. Mm-hmm. And so with uh, the temperature differences, expansion and contraction, and the just normal vibrations throughout a house, those windows can kind of jar loose. And before you know it, you've got a, a little gap that you don't even know about. could be in a room that you seldomly go in, and it's just
1: letting... know heat out of the house um, 24 hours a day yeah and that lock seals it really well because i've noticed a few of mine like without it locked it it looks like it's you know it's it's certainly closed but when you push that lock down it clamps down on there and just any of those air gaps that like i said that outside air is going to find its way it's going to cool down your house i've I have dealt with that for sure. And then my favorite, to your point, about my kids, you know, he runs around wearing, you know, shorts and a T-shirt. And it's like, put some sweatpants on, you, like put some socks on. We have hardwood floors, so it's it's pretty cold on those floors, you know. Yeah. So you I, I've told him that. Um, you know, I know that uh, when it's winter, there's there's a lot of small tips in regards to, you know, when using your washer and dryer and, you know, cooking Cooking a larger meal all at once versus you know spreading spreading that out. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else that people might be curious about about their bill. Kind of another reason why why it's going up. Um, yeah, with
0: uh, the what I would consider the major appliances. That's going to be your uh, an electric oven, uh, electric clothes dryer, uh, dishwasher. Um, with the dishwashers, uh, really where they use the vast majority of the energy that they use is in the heated, uh, drying cycle. Um, if you, you know, if you're okay with it, click that, click that off. There's, there's always an option for that. It's probably going to be just uh, default to on, but it uses a lot of energy when it's drying the dishes. Um, so, you know, give that a try. Um, you know, you, you might, if you, if you can think of it just pull the dishes out and dry them off but if not they will they will dry naturally it just takes them longer um on a closed dryer yeah absolutely you want to make sure that you've got um you know a full load in there you don't want to be uh, running a full cycle for just a few pieces you know you're going to use a lot of energy and drying just a few pieces where if you make sure you wait until you've got a full load uh, which is no problem at my house we always have full loads of laundry but um, yeah that definitely would maximize that energy usage and then um, on your when you're cooking food, you know, in the in the oven, um, if possible, yeah, cook multiple dishes in there. You know, if you've got potatoes and a, whatever, a green bean casserole, let's say, well, if you can, try to cook them at the same
1: time so you don't have to separate that and run it for a lot longer period of time. It's funny how in the summer I'm the quickest to close the oven back and be like, do not heat up the house. And in the winter I'm the exact opposite, <laughs> like, open that up. We've already spent yeah. money on that, that yeah. 350 degrees. Let that roll out of there. Yeah, you know? that's it. Where can members go to, you know, learn about their, their energy use and all of that? I know there's an app out there that if you're really into this or curious, you can see day to day how much if your cooperative is utilizing that app, correct?
0: Yeah. uh, Most of the electric cooperatives, um, in, in the associated system have some type of, of mobile app, uh, smart app or smart hub. There's different terms, but check with your local cooperative on that, um, so at Southwest, we do have a mobile app. You can get on there every day, check your usage, or even better, you can just sign up for text or email alerts where every day we will just send you what you used the previous day automatically. Um, so you can kinda, it just it just keeps it a little more top of mind where you're actually a little more aware of what you're using. You you will be surprised at just simply being more, uh, more aware how over time, you're just going to probably start using a little bit less energy. Um, so those are great tools. Uh, but, um, you know, so we kind of went over some of the quick tips. And then I think, you know, if you're looking for a true long-term solution over time is to really, the best place to start, in my opinion, is to get the energy audit done to your home. it's, a, it's you know, you're not spending thousands of dollars to have this done uh, most co-ops charge anywhere from about a hundred dollars, maybe a little more, one hundred and fifty, somewhere mm-hmm. around in there. Um, so great value up front before you go out and you spend, you know, a thousand dollars on insulation. Or uh, well, actually, this just came from one of the, one of the things that's very misunderstood is, uh, you know, I've got some old windows. I just want to replace all the windows on my house, you know, because they're they kind of feel a little leaky. Um, that is actually cost test to be one of the worst investments for wow. energy efficiency because of the extreme upfront costs now of windows. They just cost so much and it really the savings you get back is just you would basically never pay for the windows if you're doing it solely for energy efficiency. So uh, that's one thing that we've learned through the energy audits um, because they, again, they cost test all of the measures that they that they recommend. Their software is, is awesome at doing that. And so uh, that's, that's one of the surprises that a lot of people think, you know, I know I need new windows, so I'll have this energy audit done to try to get the help with uh, the, the rebate whenever I replace them. And it's seldom, if ever,
1: recommended. Yeah, that makes sense. You're If you're only, you know, trying to seal those air gaps there and there, but yet you've got a softball size hole somewhere else that can never even compete with right. a $10 fix to be thousands of dollars for windows. Because, yeah, to your point, windows. I will say, speaking from experience, the Home Energy Audit, it highly recommended if you are into this. I mean, they are going to come up with things that are... Quick savings that at the top of my list was the amount of work to insulate the pipe out of my water heater that would save twenty dollars a year took five minutes, and so you look at that and say, "Wow, how you know how is how did I miss this?" Or you you know you just don't know unless you do this for a job and you're always looking for those those inefficiencies. I mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great to have an expert come out, and that is absolutely one of the benefits of the cooperative system is having that at, you know, uh, available to us to, to utilize. So, well, Nick, I tell you what, I really appreciate it. You coming in and, and giving this, these tips, is there anything else that you recommend for anybody you want to say?
0: Yeah, like I said, so we kind of went over some of the quick tips and then a little more of the long-term outlook. If you have the, the home energy audit and also don't forget, um, that, uh, most, if not all, the electric cooperatives are going to offer uh, other rebates in addition to the energy of the uh, home energy audit, uh, going to have a lot of uh, rebates for heating and cooling systems. Uh, a lot of us offer water heater or uh, heat pump water heaters uh, rebates. So there's there's a lot of long-term solutions out there as well um, that I would encourage folks to check into.
1: Good deal. And when it gets warm, a little bit warmer out, maybe it'll be the best time to go out and get those changes. Because I know you don't want to do that blower uh, door test when it's cold outside. Otherwise, you'll be shooting some of your warm air out. So uh, I made sure to do that when it was pretty close to like you know seventy degrees. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know, yeah. To your point, I mean, it's uh, you're you may waste a little bit of energy doing the blower door when <laughs> if it's cold out, but you know there's no time like the present um and so just to yeah if if at all if
1: you think that's uh, sounds like something you want to do i strongly encourage you to do it absolutely so contact your uh, cooperative to learn some more information they're always there to help trying to find the best ways to help you lower your bill and to stay warm during the winter months that are hopefully over with Hi. yeah cross our fingers man <laughs> all right thanks dick you're welcome Well, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in as we kick off season three. Keep in mind, every cooperative does things a little differently. So reach out to yours to find out how much a home energy audit would cost you. Also, don't put off scheduling your home energy audit. It turns out a lot of home energy auditors like to perform blower door tests in hotter or colder temperatures in order to determine where that air loss is. Many auditors use thermal cameras along with their blower door tests to take infrared images that show the cold or hot air infiltration that helps people see the issues they're having. Once again, a big thanks to Nick Sainer and Southwest Electric Cooperative. And if you have a great idea for a podcast or someone you'd like to hear on an episode, reach out to us at membersfirst at aeci.org. Once again, I'm your host, Harrison Waters. And until next time, thanks for listening.